If you're hearing this, you have stumbled across Murder Bucket, the true crime podcast with me, Hannah Palmer. Good evening, Murder Bucket family, and welcome back to Tuesday. Tonight would typically be a mini episode with our true crime news corner added at the end. But there were so many things that happened in the true crime world in October that I decided to just make a whole episode about it. Let's go ahead and get started. This is True Crime. 51-year-old Shonda Johnson of Fort Townsend, Oklahoma, was found guilty on October 1st of voluntary manslaughter. On November 17th of 2019, Shonda stabbed Jamie Williamson with a fillet knife and killed him. Sentencing will follow later. She is currently in custody of the United States Marshal. Two victims came forward in 2020 to report sexual abuse they experienced when they were minors. Keith Parnell, 50 years old of Pryor, Oklahoma, was sentenced to 35 years in a federal prison on October 3rd. Judge Crawford called Parnell's criminal acts a terrible violation of his duty to care for and protect his children. He further commended the two victims for their courage when testifying at the trial and when sharing their victim impact statements at the hearing. In December 2019, Yelagwo Sadagni, a member of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, was at the residence of a family member when he got into an argument with someone. He shot and killed them. He then fled the scene, going to another family member's residence to tell them what had happened. He then attempted to dispose of his firearm. He was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 14 years in prison. He was also ordered to serve five years of supervised release after he completes his prison term. Jason Duwami, 45, of San Antonio, was arrested on October 4th and charged with one count of intentionally conveying false and misleading information related to an explosive device and one count of making materially false statements to a federal law enforcement agent. On September 13, 2022, Jason placed a 911 call and stated that he was injured by a sharp object expelled from a plastic case that he opened inside the lab at Immersive Media Lab at Northeastern University. He told the 911 operator that the lab had received two plastic cases and only opened one. He claimed that once he opened the case, sharp objects flew out of the case and under his shirt sleeves. He also claimed that there was an anonymous, violent note inside the case that was directed at the lab. Law enforcement was concerned about the second unopened case, and this triggered a response from two law enforcement bomb squads and a large evacuation of the campus. Marcus Chambers of Yonkers, New York, was sentenced to 20 years in prison for the 2011 murder of Jonathan Johnson. Marcus and his co-defendant, Darnell Kidd, murdered Jonathan on March 18, 2011, by shooting him during an armed robbery for marijuana. Marcus had purchased the marijuana from Jonathan over the phone and planned to rob him. During the said robbery, they quickly decided to shoot and kill him. 
In addition to his prison sentence, he is also required to serve three years of supervised release. Anthony Pendrella, an associate of a Gambino organized crime family, was sentenced on October 5th to 40 years in prison for the murder of 77 year old Vincent Zito in 2018. He was also charged with unlawful use of a firearm. United States Attorney Peace stated, All for greed, the defendant ruthlessly executed his longtime friend after being welcomed into his home. Anthony's cold-blooded crime has cost him dearly with the loss of his freedom for decades. Anthony and Vincent had been friends for over 30 years. NYPD Commissioner Sewell states, With today's sentence, the NYPD and our law enforcement partners reaffirm our commitment to hold every violent criminal in our community accountable. This defendant showed a callous disregard for human life and his association with organized crime will not shield him from justice. I want to thank and commend the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District, the New York Field Office of the FBI, and everyone who worked on this important case. Jimmy Vernon III, Ladle Tharp, and Deshaun Bell were indicted by a federal grand jury on October 5th for the $2.6 million robbery at a Beverly Hills jewelry store that occurred on March 23rd. Leader Gregory Butler and member James Roberts of Southwest Baltimore NFL gang admit to participating in a racketeering conspiracy related to their gang activities, including murder and a drug distribution conspiracy. They are both expected to be sentenced to 30 years in federal prison. Gerald Drake, 63, of Winchester, Virginia, has been indicted by a federal grand jury for mailing threatening letters, stalking, and planting a pipe bomb at the Cedar Creek Battlefield in Middleton, Virginia, during a Civil War reenactment event that occurred in 2017. In the letters, Gerald claimed to be a member of Antifa. He is charged with 15 criminal offenses. Randy Schneck of New Orleans, Louisiana, was sentenced to 300 months in prison for his role in a nationwide sex trafficking enterprise that involved incapacitating and stealing from his victims. He traveled between California, Louisiana, New Mexico, Texas, Arizona, Tennessee, and Georgia between March of 2014 and September of 2017 while engaging in a prostitution enterprise. Uvalde School District suspended the entire police force on Friday, October 7th. This was following the firing of a recently hired district officer. He was one of the first state troopers to respond to the deadly shooting in May. Lewis Coleman III was sentenced to life in prison on October 11th for the kidnapping and killing of J.C. Correa. On February 24th of 2019, J.C. went out with friends to celebrate her birthday. Around 2 a.m., she got separated from them and attempted to get a ride home from an idling Uber. Right after that driver refused to take her, she was approached by Lewis and was tricked into believing that he would take her back to her friend's apartment. Four days later, on February 28th, Lewis was pulled over by a Wilmington, Delaware police officer and asked if there was anyone else in the trunk. He motioned to the trunk, and the officer discovered J.C.'s body there. She was bound with duct tape 
in the fetal position and inside of a suitcase. James Brennand, a former San Antonio police officer, was charged with two counts of aggravated assault by a peace officer on October 11th with the shooting of 17-year-old Eric Cantu. Eric is currently unconscious and on life support. James was a probationary officer who had only been with the San Antonio Police Department for seven months prior to the incident. On Wednesday, October 12th, Joshua Brewretton of Paw Paw, Michigan, pled guilty to one count of arson after admitting that he maliciously set fire to the Planned Parenthood Clinic in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Clayton Alexander McCoy, a 32-year-old registered sex offender who lived with his mother, drove more than 350 miles on October 30, 2020, in order to plant a package bomb on a victim's porch. He took a route avoiding tolls in his mom's Toyota pickup truck. The victim, identified in court documents as N.K., suffered serious injuries. He and his girlfriend, identified as S.B., were members of a gaming community along with McCoy. McCoy approached S.B. over Discord and confessed his romantic feelings for her. She turned him down, reminding him that she was dating N.K. So McCoy built a homemade bomb, gift-wrapped it, and dropped it off at N.K.'s doorstep, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Maryland. He pleaded guilty to transporting explosives with the intent to injure and the possession of an unregistered firearm and explosive device on Wednesday, October 12th. He faces a maximum sentence of 20 years in a federal prison. James and Donovan Cloud were sentenced to decades in prison for crimes involving the murder of four people and a carjacking that occurred in 2019. James was ordered to pay $25,000 in restitution on behalf of the homicide victims and their families. United States Attorney Waldriff stated, The loss of life in this case is just horrific. It is the obligation of law enforcement and the United States Attorney's Office to seek justice for victims and their families. Not everyone who suffered a loss in this case will be able to find solace despite the lengthy prison terms that were handed down today. Our hearts go out to everyone who lost a family member due to the senseless violence that occurred on June 8, 2019. I praise the courage of the members of our community who came forward, cooperated with law enforcement, and testified at trial. Rogelio Salas Jr. of West Laco, Texas, was sentenced on October 14th to 33 months in a federal prison for threatening to shoot employees and a specific victim who worked at a McCook, Nebraska Walmart. He is also required to serve a three-year term of supervised release after he serves his prison time. There is no parole in the federal system. A 15-year-old is responsible for a mass shooting in Raleigh, North Carolina that killed five people and injured two. The crime scene spanned across two miles. The suspect shot a relative inside his home, went outside, and shot two women in the street. He then made his way toward a trail, but before getting there, he shot an off-duty officer. Once he got on the trail, he shot two more people. An officer found the suspect barricaded inside a shed, and during a standoff, the officer was wounded and taken to a local hospital. The suspect was also injured either by himself 
or when he was taken into custody. Mark Chaston, Bill Chaston, Mike Sparks, and Alex Stevens disappeared in early October while out on their bikes. Their bodies were found shot, dismembered, and dumped in a river. They were close friends who were last seen leaving Billy's house on bikes pulling trailers. Joe Kennedy was arrested after he was pulled over in a stolen vehicle in Daytona Beach Shores. Investigators now believe the four men planned to commit some sort of criminal act before they were killed. Daniel Herrera was sentenced to 35 years in prison for engaging in a continuing criminal enterprise as a leader of the paramilitary multi-billion dollar drug organization known as the CDG and 15 years in prison for conspiring to provide material support to a designated foreign terrorist organization, the AUC. The sentences will run concurrently. As part of the sentence, the court ordered Daniel to pay $45 million in forfeiture. He pleaded guilty to the charges in November of 2021. Arturo Pacheto of Elf Grove, California, was sentenced to 12 years and 7 months in prison on October 17th for criminal civil rights violations for the assault of two inmates entrusted to his care and for submitting false reports about those incidents in an attempt to cover them up on September 15th of 2016. A Washington woman was buried alive by her estranged husband, but was able to escape to safety from the shallow grave. A Thurston County Sheriff's deputy located this frantic woman hiding behind the shed in a home's front yard shortly before 1 a.m. on October 17th. She had duct tape around her neck, lower face, and ankles. She also had extensive bruising to her legs, arms, and head. Her clothes and hair were also covered in dirt. 69-year-old Gloria Hansel was found strangled inside her Gary, Indiana home on June 17, 1994. The FBI's GRIT team requested the Indiana State Police Lowell Regional Lab to re-examine evidence collected in the case in 2020. Gerald Smith was developed as a suspect from the analysis of DNA that was found in the victim's sexual assault kit collected at her autopsy. Gerald was 32 years old at the time of the murder. He was charged on October 18th for Gloria's murder as well as murder while committing or attempting to commit rape and rape in connection with a brutal slaying. Steve Bannon was sentenced to four months in prison on two counts of contempt of Congress. Jury found that he failed to comply with House subpoena from Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol breach. Bannon, who is 68 years old, was found guilty by a jury on July 22nd of 2022 of one contempt count related to his refusal to appear for a deposition and another count related to his refusal to produce documents in response to a subpoena from the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack of the United States Capitol. The verdict followed a trial in the U.S. District Court for D.C. On September 23rd of 2021, the Select Committee issued a subpoena to Bannon. In its subpoena, the Select Committee said it had reason to believe that he had information relevant to the understanding events related to January 6th. The subpoena required him to appear and produce documents to the Select Committee 
on October 7th of 2021 and to appear for a deposition before the select committee on October 14th. Bannon refused to appear to give testimony as required by the subpoena and refused to produce documents in compliance with the subpoena. Aiden Billiard of Cary, North Carolina, pleaded guilty in D.C. on October 20th to assaulting law enforcement officers with a dangerous weapon during the breach of the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. He is to be sentenced on February 2nd of 2023, and he faces a statutory maximum 20 years in prison and potentially financial penalties. A federal district court judge will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Travel Hill was sentenced to 32 years in prison on October 20th after being convicted of one count of conspiracy to commit murder for hire and one count of murder for hire in the death of Andre Montgomery Jr. on March 14, 2016. Judge Ross called Hill's ambush of Montgomery incredibly cold and callous before stating his sentence. Brian Booker, a former U.S. Army sergeant, has admitted that he stabbed to death a former fellow soldier, Specialist Austin Hawk, whose body was found in his Fort Stewart barracks room in June of 2020. He awaits sentencing after pleading guilty to premeditated murder. His co-defendant, Jordan Brown, awaits further proceedings on charges of conspiracy, assault upon a member of the United States Uniformed Services, conspiracy to retaliate against a witness, retaliation against a witness with bodily injury, retaliation against a witness with killing, murder of a member of the United States Uniformed Services, and premeditated murder. He is considered innocent unless or until proven guilty. Police in Florida state that they have recovered the remains of 52-year-old Jason Winokur, who was last seen near the Spring Hill Suites in Tallahassee, Florida, on August 17th of 2021. He was still wearing the same gray shirt and tan shorts that he was last seen wearing the day he disappeared. His wife states that he walked outside to get some fresh air and never came back. Logan Clegg, a homeless drifter, is suspected of the ambush murder of a retired couple in the woods of New Hampshire, will be extradited there following his arraignment on fugitive from justice charges in Vermont on Thursday, October 27th. Joshua Hall pled guilty on October 28th to charges with him making threats to kill a member of the United States Congress. Joshua Hall pled guilty on October 28th to charges of him making threats to kill a member of the United States Congress. Joshua previously pled guilty to wire fraud for impersonating family members of the then-president of the United States on social media to fraudulently raising funds for a fictitious political organization. At the time that Joshua made the threats to kill a member of the United States Congress, he was on pre-trial release pending sentencing for the fraud scheme. Joshua was arrested the same day the threats were made and subsequently ordered detained pending sentencing. Sentencing will be held on December 8, 2022. David DePape was arrested on October 28 while inside the Pelosi residence 
after officers responded to a 911 call from Paul Pelosi, the husband of the United States House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi. David is charged with one count of assault of an immediate family member of a United States official with the intent to retaliate against the official on account of the performance of official duties, which carries a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison. He is also charged with one count of attempted kidnapping of a United States official on account of the performance of official duties, which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. And finally, Baltimore prosecutors have dropped the charges against Anad Saeed, who had been convicted of killing a former girlfriend more than two decades ago. Judge Melissa Penn granted Baltimore State's attorney Marilyn Mosby's request to vacate Saeed's sentence on September 19th based on new evidence, the existence of other potential suspects, and gave prosecutors 30 days to decide whether to retry Saeed in the 1999 murder of Heyman Lee. Mosby announced her decision in an afternoon news briefing, stating this, We used advanced DNA to determine it was not Adnan Saeed. Mosby added that genetic testing at the time of the slaying was not what it is now. And that is the end of tonight's episode. I know it was a little different, but I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking around to the end. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.